Welcome to the Northeastern Next podcast, your channel for the latest alumni stories in Boston and beyond. In this show, we'll catch up with Northeastern alumni who are out there achieving what's next. Transportation is a main source of greenhouse gas emissions in the U.S., leaving many people frustrated by their contributions to climate change. But what if there is a way to offset your carbon emissions directly at the gas pump? Kyle Kornack, co-founder and executive director of Green Gas, did just that, using innovative fundraising for climate action. Hi, Kyle. Thanks for being here on the podcast today. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you, Megan. I know you're missing your counterpart or a couple of counterparts. So um, first, tell me a little bit about what you do and what you all do. Sure. Yeah, my name is Kyle Kornack. I am a co-founder of Green Gas, which is a social enterprise. I started with David Cooch and Liam Madden, who are also graduates of Northeastern University. Great. And so Green Gas, it's this nonprofit organization that allows people to offset their carbon emissions, right? So, That's right. And by doing this, they're donating to projects that are tackling climate change. I think there's a lot to unpack there. So tell me about your <laughs> sure. mission for Green Gas and really how it started, how it works. Sure. Yeah. Well, you, I think you put it as simply as it could be put. Um, you know, we enable people to offset their driving emissions at, directly at the gas pump. And kind of how that got started was back in our previous chapter, uh, right after graduating Northeastern University, Liam started this beverage company called Jubilee. And I came on board and so did David. And that's where we all met, actually, it was at this prior venture. And we started out, very, we wanted to do business for good. You know, we wanted to be purpose driven. So, Mason jars, refilling programs, bike deliveries, farmers markets, connecting to local farms. And we apparently just made really good beverages. So as we got more successful and we grew into Whole Foods and started working with legal seafoods, we had to move to plastic and our footprint grew, our ecological footprint of our operations. And I studied environmental studies uh, along with Liam as well at Northeastern. And so my environmental conscience was really hurting to see these thousands of bottles going out of our door every day. And so I uh, thought to myself, well, I remember this concept of carbon offsetting in which you can measure your pollution, the amount of pollution you're emitting as a business, and then you can reduce that, do take all the steps possible to reduce that footprint. And uh, then you support a project elsewhere that absorbs those emissions. So we launched a carbon neutral a label um, into Whole Foods and... We embedded our externality, our, our cost on the environment, into our cost of goods. It only increased the cost of production like a couple percentage points, and we got marketing value out of it. And so it just occurred to me, I, I saw the impact that we were creating from that program as a tiny beverage company. And I thought, wow, well, where, where else can we apply this to have much bigger impact? And green gas came as you know came out of that thought process. You know, I, I looked at many different industries in the beginning. Um, this was just a weekend deep night homework <laughs> assignment of mine, and transportation stuck out like a sore thumb. So here we are. I mean, not only is transportation the largest source of carbon emissions, but it's one of the greatest um, kind of hypocrisies that people feel in their lives if they are environmentally minded. Mm -hmm. 
They go to the gas pump because they can't afford a Tesla or an electric car yet. They have to get from point A to point B. What can they do? Climate change is such a big problem. There's no, What can I do, really? I changed my light bulbs. But people feel kind of paralyzed and frustrated. And so green gas is our ability to put a button onto a gas pump that allows them to donate, allows them to channel this frustration into meaningful impact on the ground. So long story long. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think that really speaks to it. I I just did my graduate business degree at Northeastern, just got my MBA, and I actually took a class called Environmental Sustainability or Leadership of Environmental Sustainability, which was the idea of taking science and business and putting it together and like how can business people make an impact i think that's what social enterprise really is but really the thing that i saw the most this is so overwhelming even i see this like i drive a car (laughs) i what can i do to like make an impact on this greater climate change issue and i think that's what's so interesting so like your idea is really innovative fundraising right for these climate solutions what are some of the projects that green gas is funding yeah great we direct the funds that we generate at gas pumps to certified carbon offset projects in normal language that basically just means tree planting projects. And we're really excited about our our primary project that we are funding right now is a 1 million acre conservation initiative across the middle of the United States. It's located along the banks of the Mississippi. We're working with over 500 landowners, farmers, in which there's just this degraded farmland that's been sitting there for decades. Pesticides are able to wash into the Mississippi and trickle down into creating one of the largest dead zones in the Gulf of Mexico where nothing can live. It's a terrible ecological disaster. And through the funds that we generate at, at gas pumps and through our tools, our climate action tools, we're able to reforest this land along the banks. So we prevent pollution from going into the Mississippi. And of course, trees photosynthesize this carbon dioxide uh, into the ground, into their their trunks and their branches. And so um, it's a way of, of uh, drawing down carbon emissions and repairing the damage of our vehicle emissions. Mm-hmm. And it, we think it's really exciting. And the project is 150,000 acres on its way. That is not that is not all of us there, mm-hmm. but but we are really excited to begin to supercharge this mm-hmm. this project through That's Green excellent. Gas. Yeah, and I can at least speak to that you're walking the talk because I offered you a parking pass, just not thinking like, oh, what's the most convenient way for you to get here? And like, oh no, I don't have a car. That makes a lot of sense for someone who's really. <laughs> investing so much in this project. I think it's really inspiring. Literally walking the walk. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You told me a little bit about your Northeastern experience, but what does it mean to co-found this with other alumni and how you built this together? I know you had that first venture all together, but what does that, what does that mean to you? Uh, You know, Northeastern has been such, I'm not just saying this because I'm here, but it's actually become an ever more important resource to us even after graduation, we've, as for an example, we've worked with Northeastern's IDEA program, which is their venture kind of accelerator and incubator. And uh, if anyone out there is, is uh, you know, a graduate of Northeastern and they're thinking about a business idea, but they don't really know how to put it into reality, Northeastern IDEA is there for you. You don't need to be a current student. You just need to have a concept and check it out on the website, Northeastern IDEA. But they helped us kind of form, gave us the scaffolding we needed to really polish our business concept. And then they funded us multiple times thus far to help bring our our project to market. So that's been a fantastic resource. And 
We've also worked with the Northeastern Consumer Behavior Class here mm -hmm. that uh, collaborated with us on brainstorming ideas for ways to market. Was that with Mary? Gas. Yeah, yeah, that was actually, with Professor Mary yeah, Steffel, so who's a fantastic took that class, teacher. The graduate version. I know she does also for undergraduate, but I think that's such a great way for students to see their brainstorming work, real applications. That was it. Was fantastic to just see how passionate Northeastern students were, and to have the opportunity to work with such creativity. Mm -hmm. um, so. We're really appreciative to Northeastern. Yeah, that's great. And I think it just speaks to the resources. I mean, you're a science major. And so how do you build a business? How do you know what to yeah. do? And so you have to have help along the way and know who to reach out to and kind of build that business model, essentially. <laughs> Certainly. Yeah. And Jubilee was also a street MBA. It was definitely a crash course mm -hmm. in learning all aspects of business. Mm -hmm. So that was also useful. <laughs> Great. And news at Northeastern recognize you for your Forbes 30 under 30 mentions. Tell me a little bit about that experience, what it what it means to you to be named to that list, um, you and David. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we were we were uh, incredibly humbled, honored. Yeah, it was it was a fantastic surprise to be named a 30 under 30 Forbes entrepreneur to this year. I think uh, really what we're trying to do is all of the accolades that we gather, we're just trying to use that to benefit the mission on the ground. So it's just great visibility for mm -hmm. our program amongst the stakeholders who we we really need to reach, um, which are actually, it's not just people on the street around these gas stations, but these gas station owners. Mm -hmm. And driving home the case that bringing purpose, green gas purpose into their business will benefit their business as a competitive differentiator. And the Forbes seal of approval mm -hmm. has definitely opened some doors. So um, yeah, I guess that's kind of a utilitarian, you know, way of looking at it. But it's, it was also just incredibly exciting and validating. Oftentimes, as uh, any anyone who's tried to start a business before can can resonate with it is, it is sometimes so alienating, you feel like you are insane, you see this vision that no one else sees people you, you are subject to a lot of adversity and a lot of people telling you, you can't do this. It doesn't make sense. And so to receive validation, it's definitely great. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's excellent. Yeah. And so you have the button at the pumps and you also have a card, right? So are there right. a couple ways yes. that you can kind of participate in green gas? How many gas stations are participating so far? Like what, what is your vision for that? Yeah. So we have about 30 gas stations we're working with across four states right now, mostly in New England and also a new gas station chain called Tiger Fuels down in Virginia. We're, we're looking to grow that quite extensively, uh, that green gas uh, button on the pump program. Our goal is to reach 1,000 gas stations by the end of the year. And wow. it's, it's ambitious, but we definitely we have a roadmap there. We think it's attainable. And the other program, as you mentioned, is the green gas card. So you know we only have 30 gas stations with you know the button, and there are 150,000 gas stations out in the United States. Uh, so we realized quite early on, wow, it's going to take a while to get this button on even <laughs> five to 10% of these stations. Mm -hmm. How do we, how do we act faster? How do we create a more scalable way of just people, a way for people to act now, regardless of which gas station they go to. So green gas card is a gas payment card, um, that you just sign up for free on our website, greengasmovement.org. And it allows you to drive carbon neutral just simply by using that card to pay for your gas. And it works by adding a 10 cent per gallon donation to tree planting projects. You could track your impact online. It's a really exciting program. It's completely seamless. 
We work with the Discover card on the back end. So it's just the security is the same as Discover card would be. And it's a way for people to drive carbon neutral no matter where they live. And so that's, a, I think, a very easy way of getting involved. Signups completely free and it takes like five minutes. So that's really all you have to get over. And what does that 10 cents add up to? It adds up to like five bucks in donations per month. And you can um, reverse your impact on the environment. So I think it's a pretty good deal. I, I think it's a good deal. Too. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that. I think the work you're doing is so important because tackling climate change is such a collective effort. So whether it's that That's $5 right, yeah. a month, but how many people can do that? And suddenly right. you're re- making a real impact. Yes. So I think even myself, I sometimes get overwhelmed. I know transportation is a huge driver, but I know there are certain parts of our infrastructure that we can't fix right now and we know we're, we're impacting this. So mm-hmm. what would you say to that person like mm-hmm. me who isn't sure they can make a difference in climate change, the issues we've already seen mm. so many effects of? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, there's so many different ways you can get involved as an individual. You know, if, if you own a home in Massachusetts, for instance, you can insulate your home and there are tons of incentives out there. I used to be a canvasser for a company that <laughs> okay. would be the annoying guy that knock on your door and say, hey, you know, you're entitled to these incentives see, for insulation. And so you you actually are. Everyone pays on their uh, utility bill into this program called MassSave. And you can get, I think it's two to $5,000 off insulation. And that's a huge way to reduce your energy bills and also make an impact on your energy use um, and your ecological footprint. So there are programs like that. MassSave is Massachusetts, but um, every state has their own. You can get civically engaged, and I've been doing some citizen lobbying efforts at the state house. There are great groups out there. 350.org is one. Um, Mass Climate Action Network, or just the Climate Action Network is another one to get involved with. And also Citizens Climate Lobby. Those are three advocacy organizations I definitely recommend looking into. I mean, when you meet with a representative at, at a state house, uh, you represent hundreds to thousands of people. So your voice is really heard. So that's an awesome way of getting involved, too. And you can get the green gas card. <laughs> I think that's a great resource, <laughs> a good place to start. And uh, I checked out your website, and there are a lot of really good resources on there. I think beyond green gas, but other ways that you can start to learn more about climate change. I think there's so much information out there. And if you didn't study it, I took one class on it and I learned so much from that one course. Mm. It's just unbelievable. And it kind of sparked that interest to like start looking into more. But mm-hmm. I think it's something you have to take on yourself. So it's like as long as you can find these resources that are easy ways to kind of get your foot in the door. Yeah. It's really helpful. Um, so looking back at the growth of this concept of green gas to now, do you have a proudest moment? Wow. Proudest moment. Um, you have a lot to be proud of. So well, <laughs> there, uh, it's been, it's definitely been uh, uh, a landscape of ups and downs. We are one of one of the most exciting moments for us was when we entered a, uh, found a competition that MIT was holding. Just found it on Twitter one day and decided to submit it, and we ended up winning this competition. But before we did so, we they invited us down to the United Nations to speak on the stage uh, in at the headquarters in New York City. And that was absolutely terrifying, <laughs> frightening. I had to borrow dress socks for that. I was like a juice guy, you know, <laughs> and we were just concept at that point. So that was definitely incredibly scary. But when we won, um, that gave us a platform. And that was our first recogni- recognition that kind of got us to where we are today. So that was super exciting. And yeah. That was great. That was great. <laughs> and so this is the Northeastern Next podcast. So sure. 
our favorite question to ask is what's next for you and green gas like what what is your vision for the future and i know you're growing but how do you have a team how big is your team yeah that's great we uh we do have a team uh there are three of us right now co-founders and then also uh, we have um, a Northeastern MBA master's intern who has just been incredible, Michael Castagna. And and so, yeah, looking forward to 2019, uh, Green Gas, we are really excited to sp- manifest destiny and that we're going to be moving west mm-hmm. and uh, reaching gas stations in California, Oregon, Washington, maybe even Hawaii, which would be nice to visit out there. Um, but we want to be generating more than a million dollars for climate solutions this year and then many times more than that next year. You know, we are decades away from actually greening our transportation fleet, as surprising as, as that might be for some to hear. And so we just we really want to accelerate funding going to these solutions that are cleaning up our pollution because there's already too much pollution in the atmosphere. And we really can. We we through grassroots uh, approaches like green gas, and there are many others out there, we really think that we can begin to reverse climate change and bend that climate curve. That's a really exciting project and ambition. And I think I think our alumni out there will be excited to get on board with that. So we have a few minutes left. Um, I'd love to ask a bonus question. Of, <laughs> sure. um, what is your favorite Northeastern memory? All right. Well, uh, I have a memory that's really funny and r- relevant to this office that we're sitting in right here, okay. alumni relations, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, I am a musician. I play piano, and I was in a number of bands and um, ensembles at Northeastern, and we were in this this band that actually got hired by the alumni office to come play a gig on September 1st, which is move-in day in Boston. And anyone who's been, lived in Boston, most of these listeners probably knows that it is impossible to traverse the city on that day. <laughs> we had all our band gear in Brighton, three miles away. We're like, all right, let's, we're going to leave four hours early so that we can get to this gig and play for these alumni. And we left four hours early, and uh, it took it took us five hours to get here. Oh, wow. So we rolled in in the middle of this fancy you know, uh, reception, and we're lugging gear, and it was the most embarrassing thing <laughs> ever. And um, and but we played a great gig, and I think people were really happy for it. But I, I hope um, I hope I've redeemed myself today, the alumni relations office. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, I mean that's before my time. That's that's a good story. That's definitely not our <laughs> proudest moment, but my proudest moment. But, but a good story, and I think yeah. it doesn't get more Boston than that. Moving day, September one. <laughs> That's Classic. Right. That's right. Yeah. Well, um, I think that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you coming all the way to the alumni relations office to talk to me about your story. And I hope a lot of people will also be inspired by it. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Kyle Kornack from Green Gas. Show notes and more information can be found on our website, alumni.northeastern.edu slash next. You can connect with Kyle and learn more on their website, greengasmovement.org. Please remember to subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. This is Megan Brisson. See you next time.